Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's podcast, coping with troublesome in-laws, desperate to be pregnant while surrounded by friends with families, and anxious about starting a new job and a new life. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I'm hoping you can help me find a solution for coping with my in-laws. When I was first introduced to them, we got on really well. They've always been big characters and they constantly seem to be falling out with people. But it made for lively gossip around the dinner table. However, some time ago they moved further away and now when we see them, we have to spend entire weekends at their house rather than just the odd meal. During the last few years, I've obviously done something to offend them as the tension is palpable whenever we visit. My husband says he finds them difficult and doesn't look forward to going there, but his advice is to just treat it like water off a duck's back. There was never a major incident that kicked it all off that I can think of. It seems to be more of a low-level hatred. There is a bit of a class divide. They're much posher than me. This was not an issue initially, but I feel it has been hinted at since, and I'm not sure they approve of the way I'm bringing up their grandchildren. I feel my hackles go up the second we start planning a visit. I'm sure they can tell I don't want to be there, so I'm probably creating a vicious circle of animosity. The idea that this is going to go on for the rest of my life terrifies me. How do I make it end? Oh, thanks so much for writing in, persecuted daughter-in-law. How do you make it end? Well, we can't call in Joe Pesci and a mafia hit squad, sadly. Uh, and it would be a shame just to get divorced in order to get rid of your in-laws. And even then you wouldn't be rid of them, would you? Because they'd still be your children's grandparents. It's very irritating. Uh, this does all sound, I have to say, very painful and complicated. It's never an easy thing to get on with someone else's parents. God knows it's not an easy thing to get on with your own parents. Add distance and grandchildren into the mix, and it really is a minefield, as you have described. Here's where I think the main problem is, and you'll probably know this already. It's this business of having to go and stay with them for the weekend since they moved further away. What is that old saying about fish and guests that they start to smell after two days, is it? It works both ways. The hosts can be equally as stinky as the guests, I think. 
And this situation leaves you captive in someone else's space. And I can feel from the tone of your letter that you feel a bit trapped by all this. I think it's time to break out. I know this is not going to be an easy thing to do, but I suggest you do it for your own peace of mind. Don't think too much about whether you should or shouldn't do it. Just do it. Next time you go, either go for the day, even if it's a six-hour round trip, or book somewhere else to stay, by which I mean somewhere other than their house. You can find excuses for all these things. If you're not staying at theirs, it's because you won some money on the premium bonds and wanted to splash out on a hotel near them. Or if you decide to just go for the day, it's because you're really busy with work or there's a diary clash or you just can't make a weekend. To be honest, you don't even have to give a reason. Just start to do what you want to do and start to get back a bit more control. I think this would give you some distance and some breathing space, which might give you a bit more perspective too. Because I wonder if you can notice something uh, about your own observations here. You actually have very little proof that your in-laws are actually doing all the terrible things you suspect they might be doing. Um, And you say elsewhere in your letter that you think they might be saying things behind your back. You say the tension is palpable. Is it possible you're being oversensitive or too eager to please? You say you think they disapprove of the way you're raising their grandchildren. Have they actually said anything? Your husband says his parents are a nightmare and the best thing to do is ignore them. He sounds like a wise man and he knows them. He knows what you also know deep down. They are not going to change and you have to find a way to put up with them. I know it's very irritating. Start by imagining the best instead of the worst of them. I know that's asking a lot. And if I were you, I'd be straight on Airbnb in their area. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, my fiancé and I have been trying for a baby for the past two years. Unfortunately, this year, we found out that we were going to struggle conceiving naturally and will need IVF. To add a further blow, we're not able to move forward with IVF until I have lowered my BMI. I have six months to lose two stone. I'm 32, turning 33, and I don't feel like I have time to waste, and I have this huge pressure to keep losing weight. To make this time more difficult, all my friends, all in capital letters, are either pregnant, just given birth, or getting pregnant on what feels like a daily basis. Every conversation is about babies and I just can't cope. My best friend, who I've been friends with for many, many years and is like a sister to me, has just given birth to her second unplanned baby. And I want to scream, this isn't fair, you didn't even plan this. I'm the one who's been planning this for years, bought a big house to home my future brood and peed on what feels like a million ovulation sticks. I'm really struggling to talk to her, let alone spend time with her. Her life is 100% children and mine isn't. I feel like we're at opposite ends of the spectrum and we've lost our close bond and she will never understand how I feel. I tried to pull myself together and plan days out with her, but she cancels everyone because one of the children is ill, which then makes me angry and I distance myself to make myself feel better. I hate myself for being so self-absorbed, jealous and resentful and I want to be a good friend and support her and all my pregnant stroke parent friends. But I feel like I barely have the energy to focus on not stuffing my face on Hagen-Dazs, let alone how sad they feel about stopping breastfeeding. 
I feel like by the time we get to IVF, I'll not have any friends left because I will have pushed them all away just to cope with the next six months. How do I stop being so self-absorbed and jealous so I don't lose my friends? Whoa, that's a very long letter, but I'm glad that we heard all of it. Bless you, bless you, bless you, lovely, lovely, lovely lady. Um, there's a lot going on here. Let's pick it all apart one issue at a time. One thing before anything, though. Please, please, will you just stop being so mean to yourself? Just listen to all the name-calling that you're directing at yourself. Jealous, resentful, self-absorbed. These are horrible things to call yourself, and they're totally unnecessary. You have gone through a really difficult time, and you know that you have a lot of challenges ahead. Everyone around you seems to have the one thing that you really want. That's hard. You feel lonely and vulnerable. This is a time to be kind to yourself, not mean. Anyone would feel the way that you're feeling. It's normal, so please stop beating yourself up. Setting that aside, although that is hugely important, there are three separate problems here. One, you need to lose weight in order to get your IVF treatment, and that is hard work and stressful. Let's not pretend that's easy. Two, you feel alienated from your friends, especially your closest friend. And three, you're really sad about not having been able to conceive so far. I'll start with that sadness first because it feels like it's the thing that you've overlooked. Have you really given yourself time to process all the feelings of the last two years? That is a lot of monthly disappointments to go through when you're trying for a baby. You are right to be angry about having to pee on a million sticks. That is such a waste of money. It's so annoying. I hope you're really angry about that. I would want a refund of some kind. But anyway, if you can't talk to your friends, and maybe they would surprise you, you know, just give it a go, then I would consider seeing a counsellor. You could just go once or twice and talk through some of this, but you really need to get the disappointment of the last two years out of your system so that you can move on. Secondly, about your friends and your very close friend in particular. You say that she will never understand. Have you actually tried talking to her? It sounds as if you're the one who wants to stay away because you don't want to have to face up to your feelings about her kids. It is time to face up to those feelings and it's time to let her know how you feel. If your friendship has a future then you need to be honest with her about how difficult all this has been for you. I bet you a million pea sticks that she will be really upset that you've been beating yourself up. She'll tell you your attitude is entirely understandable and that she would feel exactly the same way in the same circumstances. So try with her first, and if that works, maybe open up to other friends too. It will do them a lot of good to listen to someone else instead of going on about their leaky breasts the whole time. Last and definitely not least, the business of losing weight so that you can get IVF and the baby you so desperately want. This is the one thing in all of this that is absolutely in your control and is down to you alone. Now, as someone who has lost two stone in the last six months, I know that this can be done. However, in my experience, and it's a repeated experience. I seem to keep going through every five years for some reason. I hope this might be the last time, but I always say that. Uh, in my experience, it is really, really hard to do this kind of thing alone. I think it's maybe even impossible, actually. Um, I joined a boot camp group where the instructor holds you accountable and she actually makes you send her pictures of your lunch. Not that the pictures are very big because the lunch is quite small. Uh, it's horrific, but it works. Can you find a group whether it's Weight Watchers, Slimming World, or even something at your local gym. 
The good thing is, no one in that group is likely to be pregnant, so you'll also be able to make new friends who won't want to talk about nappies and baby-led weaning. Result. Good luck with it all. I know that you can do all these things, but please just be kind to yourself first. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, I am being made redundant at the end of this month and I'm taking this as an opportunity to create a new life for myself in the Midlands. I'm currently based in Surrey. I struggle to make ends meet living on my own here and I have absolutely no desire to go back to sharing. I'm in my 30s now and I really love living alone. I need to complete an accounting qualification I have been studying for over the last three years, but I'm struggling to find the confidence to take my final four exams. I know that finishing these exams and getting qualified will make it easier for me to get a new job, but I'm so convinced I'm going to fail because I've got too much on my mind with everything else going on. I've been told by the lady doing our outplacement, part of our generous redundancy package, that my CV is great and will definitely get me the kind of jobs I'm looking at. I've only had one interview offer, though, after applying for about 50 jobs, so my confidence has been knocked there too. I'm concerned that I'm doing too many things all at the same time, but I know deep down that they are all steps taking me towards the life I want. I suppose I'm just going to have to suck it up that it's going to be difficult for the next few months, knowing eventually it will all calm down again. I just don't want to end up back on anxiety medication and not coping. Thanks in advance. H. Hello, poor put upon H. It sounds like you're going through a very tough time. However, that's a big however, it also sounds to me like you're doing a pretty bloody excellent job of coping with it all. The Midlands will be extremely lucky to have you. Now, I know you're worried about not coping and you mentioned going back on this anxiety medication, but please look at everything that you've written in your letter. There's so much evidence of coping and coping brilliantly. You're studying for a qualification that will boost your earning power. You've been told that your CV is amazing. You've secured a generous redundancy package. You've had the energy and motivation to apply for 50 jobs. You've had an interview offer. I'm not making any of these things up. You wrote them. They look like pretty good evidence of coping to me. I wonder if maybe you're freaking yourself out because you are actually coping really well and that is a bit of a shock to you. You say you're struggling to find the confidence to take these last four exams. Well, who doesn't hate exams and feel like not bothering with them? But you're already doing what you need to do, buckling down, gritting your teeth and getting on with it. I wonder what you can do to give yourself a little burst of extra self-belief so that it's not such a slog. Could you plan a series of treats after each exam? Book a holiday when the whole thing is over? Uh, who is your most sympathetic friend or your best supporter? Can you talk to them more often or plan to see them more often over this difficult period? Now, about the 50 jobs and the one interview, um, I hope this doesn't sound harsh, but I think that's a pretty amazing strike rate. Uh, maybe we're not supposed to think that we're in a recession anymore, but I think that we still are. And I think getting any kind of job interview at all at the moment is a miracle. So don't concentrate on the jobs you didn't get offered. They weren't meant to be. Concentrate on the ones you do get offered. I sense there will be more. Listen to the lady who said that your CV is great. And listen to yourself. You know deep down it's all going in the right direction. You can do this thing, H. I believe in you. Now go away and believe in yourself. H is for hopeful. 
That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.